Utah's best sports radio is on the Zone Sports Network. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is... And it's time to kick off Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Our next guests are the co-hosts of the very popular radio program entitled The Big Show. The Big Show. This is The Big Show. They call me Hollywood. Here come The Big Show. Big Show. show. Ladies and gentlemen, The Big Show. It's a big show. Everybody ready? Today is Tuesday, right? Take extra care to follow the instructions or you'll be put to sleep. And don't forget Taco Tuesdays. Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Welcome on in. Thanks for making us part of your day. Thanks to our title sponsor, Mountain America Credit Union. Get 0% interest on all purchases through May of 2020 with the new Mountain America credit card. For details, visit macu.com or call 1-800-748-4302. What's happening over there, Gordo? I'm in a good mood today. Really? That's good. Which is remarkable considering that one of my daughters is moving away and uh, day after tomorrow. Okay, and but today is not the day. And I get real sentimental about that kind of thing. And I know, I mean, there's a lot worse things than having having your daughter and her husband and uh, one of your grandkids move away. But uh, I'm sentimental about that sort of thing. So I I will get uh, a little, uh, well, let's just say the plumbing might back up a little bit. Sure. But, you know, it's not a tragedy or anything. Oh. It's just kind of one of those moments. And so, why am I in a good mood today? I don't know, but I am. Well, what what would what should we do about the the move? You you want to sabotage it or something? No, we, we can get on board. No, we you know we can wreck the car. Should we should we we could we could figure out a way to get your son in law fired in a number of different ways. <laughs> you know we could maybe we can do that on his own. We, we'll we see. could throw a wrench into this thing. You <laughs> should we want to make it happen? Look, my my number one criteria for my sons in law. Number one is how do they treat my daughter? Number two is do they have a job? And a job's a job. And if it happens to be somewhere else, then it's somewhere else. Well, what if what if they're living out one of my dreams of being a husband? Uh, well... I don't know how a father-in-law should feel about that, actually. I think you should be fine with it. If that's the decision that they make, why, that, why not? Does your father-in-law, when you told him you just wanted to be a husband, He'd be fine with it. He would? Sure. He wanted his... That you just want to mooch off, your, uh, off his daughter? How would that be mooching? Is Lisa mooching off you? Wow. <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> That, that's not how you answer that one. <laughs> yeah, I think, not at all. Uh, I think it'd be somewhat similar, actually. Well, I guess you're right. In this day and age, everything goes. But I, I just... Uh, everything goes? Yeah. What do you mean? You everything? radicals we're, in this day and age. We're, we're, we're not talking about 
What do you mean anything goes? <laughs> well, in it's this just day different. So, you, you, so wait until, you wait until Sadie is, gets to be a certain age, and uh, some guy wants to just sit around on his couch while she's out working? Is that what Lisa did all those years? No. No. But that's the that's the tone and tenor of what I get from you. Absolutely not. Are you telling me that couples can't rationally put their heads together and decide <laughs> what's best for the, what roles are best no, for their family? They can. They can. They can do that. You are right. in some hot water. <laughs> you can. You can. I'm you sure better, you could be better. A, hope Lisa. Is I, not I, I, I'm sure you. I'm could serious, be. honey. Your coffee's undrinkable. <laughs> Could be you could be a conscientious dad, you know, take Sadie to the park, uh, hang out with uh, the other, uh, you know, uh, moms and dads, I guess, uh, you know, while their kid plays on the playground, and then you come home and clean the kitchen and make sure everything is all tidy at home. The problem is that's not what you would do. You know, the girls down at the office make better coffee on their hot plates. How, how do you know? And because by the way, could you, I know you. And could you make that job description sound any more condescending? <laughs> no, it's, 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 it's downright noble. Noble. Yes. Oh, because that's what I was taking from that. We should probably move on. Is Lisa like having surgery and is under anesthesia right now and then won't hear any of this? Or We can only, well, I mean, no, I, I don't think so. But yeah. well, you're screwed. See, here's the thing about my wife. She loves being a homemaker. No, she does. Good. Good. I'm you glad. Remember, you didn't believe me when I said she liked doing the laundry. Yeah, yeah. So what you guys do, you called her. No, and that's a decision that you guys made as a, as a couple, your relationship. And, and, and do you love doing laundry? And that sort of thing, no. Well, see, then how but, can but you do be? I, do I love every part of my, my job currently? No. <laughs> like what? What don't you like? Oh, I've got a list. <laughs> you got a whole list of you? I hate amateurism. Uh, Pay those college I athletes. don't like that. I don't like that, for example. What about the not sports report? That's that's your, well. Sometimes the not sports. I've got a couple of good candidates for you for the oh. for the not sports. For him report. to decline? I'll, yeah, he probably will. <laughs> but I'll I'll send I'll send those over. See, I, I, do, I don't want, I don't want to be sexist here in any way, shape. No, or I, I can tell. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm just trying to picture you taking care of things at home the way they sh- need to be taken care of. Yeah, I'd I'd probably have my own style. <laughs> I'll bet you would. <laughs> I'd probably have my own style, but yeah. How was your style before you met Naz? It was not terrific. No, but right, it believe was me, my- I, I was at your house before you married Naz. And let's just say that I felt like I needed a flamethrower to, you know, clear my path and to disinfect what was in front of now, me. Now, let's not pretend that things would be any different if you were separated from, oh, uh, from uh, Lisa uh, oh, for um, if, like, oh, no, any no. extended no, period no, of I'm, time. No, no, I'm a clean person. If she took a sabbatical to Europe for a couple of months, she'd come back to a disaster. Which, after zone. this first segment, might happen. <laughs> yeah, that might happen. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, a clean, I'm a clean person, you know. I might not get every inch and crack, crack and corner of the house. Or do it all, at all. all. Yeah, I would. I would, man. I, I like things uh, straight. Where is the vacuum at your house? It's in the closet. Which, Which one? one? 
It's in the closet as, as you enter the house. It's uh, You take about 10 steps, and the closet is on the left. Because weren't you and, telling us the other day you had like a centralized mm-hmm. vacuum yeah, or something? Yeah, but that's, know, where the, that's where the mm. the, the, that's where the handle is with the, with the uh, hose. And then you pull that out, and you go and you plug it in the wall, and then you do your vacuum. And if it doesn't work, what do you do? Uh, then you call, I don't know, Roto-Rooter? <laughs> no. No, because Lisa's not there. She's this out working. Ridiculous. She's out working yeah. outside the home. That's, What's so, the international code for, <laughs> for Switzerland? <laughs> How do you get this darn thing to work? I've got to make a phone call. I like vacuuming. Okay. It's kind of Let's fun. not get crazy. Are this, you into sexism? <laughs> well... This where in the world did you get that one from? Where do you think? <laughs> straight straight from the source. <laughs> okay, we have a lot to do on the show today. We, do. we have uh we have tons of NBA to get to. In fact, I I, I got to tell you uh, I I feel bad about the way I handled something that we talked about last week and uh, uh I feel like we should readdress the issue. You have a conscience? No, I just don't like how I handled it. Uh Okay. Well, 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 why are you bringing that up now? Because usually when you say something offensive, it doesn't bother you at all. You just keep moving forward. But this one is banging around in the back of your it, head. It, it resonated with me the way I Did someone I bring it to your attention? No, no. This is all, this is all self-realization. Wow. And I, th- I thought last night's jazz game was a, was a good example uh, that we, we could bring up the discussion. Okay. Again. Uh, all right. So Maddox at the top of the 4 o'clock hour. Let's get to it. It's time for the split story of the day. Austin. Two guys, two topics, two, two, two. two opinions. You talk, give me two. This is the split story of the day on 97.5-1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Donovan Mitchell, third-year pro off of Bogdanovich pick. Gives to Boyan straight away on Lonzo. He's got 35. He rises and fires for three. No. Five seconds left. Two-point game. Here comes Ingram driving. Gobert at the rim. Scoop, no. Rebound favors, no. Ball game. Utah wins another close one. Are they call it a foul or not? No. No foul call. No. That's it. And Utah prevails by two. It's tough to see from this angle, right but there. you can see it right there on his left arm. This should be the best look. It's definitely a foul there. My thing is, what are they reviewing now? There's the foul. Right. I got the rebound and just push the ball. And I just went to contest the shot. Spring the shit. I mean, uh, I went straight up in my arms. And, uh, I know I hit the ball in my, I hit the ball in my, my, my form. And then we just both, we fell with the momentum. and just, he pulled me down and we fell. All right, Gordon. We'll get to um, my uh, uh, the. We'll revisit our topic here coming up momentarily. But let's talk about the foul because that was the most controversial thing of the game last night. Even though a lot of other interesting stuff happened, but Rudy Gobert uh, challenged Brandon Ingram shot at the rim in the final seconds. Uh, Ingram missed. Derek Favors got the rebound and the game ended. Uh, and Rudy Gobert fouled him. It well. So he, uh, he, let me let me start off by saying this. I don't. If he hadn't put his left arm over. Uh, then he would he would have been better served in that particular moment, but he did, and there was contact with the arm. But here's what I don't understand: Why is this so controversial 
Why why was this such a big deal online? Why is because it, so it happened in the last second of the game? Uh, okay, why. so we're we're surprised that a a, a a brainless corrupt moron missed a call at the end of the game. I mean, how often <laughs> does this happen? Donovan Mitchell was absolutely mauled at the end of the game against Memphis. You know. They didn't call it. Why Why is this particular one controversial? Because it's Rudy? I mean, the refs missed a call. And you can make an argument that it was a mutual foul. Yes, you can you, make the argument that there was an offensive foul right. involved in but, the play. But they missed both of them. Yeah. And are you and I sitting here today? Where Where, where is the surprise here? Well, uh, yeah, but if it had gone the other way and the Jazz had been jobbed, as they were in the, in the example that you were talking about with Donovan Mitchell, we talked about it. We complained about that. But I mean, it's this particular one seemed like a bigger deal. Like I'm, I'm seeing on Twitter, all these national guys weigh in on it, and it's this huge thing that's like spinning out. Of, is it, maybe it is the Rudy factor because he's really good at defense, and maybe people it could but, be. I hope it doesn't hurt his reputation with officials moving forward because there are oftentimes fouls called against him where it's clean. And so if it resonates in the minds of officials that, man, we can't let Rudy get away with that, then they're going to blow the whistle more often. That could be the one detrimental thing to it. But this other stuff you're talking about is just going to blow in the wind. So this this is the NBA. This is what refs swallowing their whistles in the last seconds of games for years yeah. has done. Because Rudy had nothing to lose, so you might as well be aggressive. It was a great that, play on Rudy's part, you and know? That, and that's why there is this there has been, been this conversation forever. I remember having this discussion 30 years ago, Jake, that uh, should a player in the final seconds of a game move toward the basket or stop and pop to avoid the contact that is so often not called in that moment. Well, and Ingram didn't. He went to the basket. Rudy was there. He tapped him on the arm with his left arm, and it wasn't called. And since there was no call, you can't review a no call. Right. And, and there, you know, do you think that uh, the referees didn't know the rules, or do you think that they were actually um, they looked a little reviewing confused. clock management? Oh, that's that's what was said. But I don't. I, By the I, way, I, like over an hour after the game, they took a while to come out and and talk to the pool reporter. Hmm. Well. It was a it was a missed call, and, and missed calls in the last seconds of games will always draw more attention. There are so many missed calls within any game, and I'm telling you, when you have an opportunity, and I wish this for every one of our list, listeners, and I, I don't know whether whether you'll ever have an opportunity to sit near the court, but if you do, and I hope you do, and I know the seats are expensive, and but I hope at least once in your life. Uh, you will have the opportunity, especially those of you who love basketball, that you can be down there and you will see the missed calls over and over again. And you'll, you will hear them. But it's a part of being human. It's a part of the only thing I don't like that I really do get after the official butt is the star treatment. But, uh, but the mistakes, there's just no way a human can get everything right. And if he blows it in the last second of a game, then usually people are going to – that's going to echo for a while. Hmm. Well, you know, there is some coincidence that it – or not co- – well, yeah, coincidence that it happened in New Orleans the day after the Kyle Rudolph controversy. Yeah. Yes. Poor, There's that. Poor New Orleans sports fans. Are they being picked on? Do they feel like they're being picked on? I, I don't know. But, you know, one thing about Ingram – that guy has a, so much talent. He could really be good, but he has to watch his attitude a little bit. His body language is bad sometimes. 
Like he feels like he's being picked on, like he's victimized somehow. Man, you're too good for that. Yeah. Be better. Okay, but he is really good, and he is playing really well. And that's, Jazz don't have anybody who can guard him. And that's interesting because the Lakers picked Kyle Kuzma instead of Brandon Ingram, and now they're trying to trade Kyle Kuzma. So, And I think Ingram, I've always thought Ingram was better than Kuzma. Yeah. You? Well, he had a lot of potential. There's no doubt about it. All right, so let me, let me uh, review the tape to, to last week when you and I were talking about Shaquille O'Neal's comments about Donovan Mitchell and why he doesn't do this more. And I got uh, I got frustrated communicating with with you about this particular topic because I think he is doing it. But I used uh, an argument about Shaquille O'Neal that I absolutely hate. Let's hear it. I said about Shaq, I said you must not be watching, and I hate that argument so much. And I I went home that night thinking like I don't use that argument. Why did I do that? Just because somebody disagrees with me does not mean. That he's not paying attention. That they're not paying attention. That, that, you, know what, you know what's just anything. as bad is when people say, call other people lazy. Yeah. Because they disagree with them. Right. It's, and, it's, it's, it's improper. And it left a bad taste in my mouth because I can, I can perfectly justify my opinions or I feel like I can in sports without resorting to that. Well, if you don't agree with me, then you uh, <laughs> uh, must have nothing between the ears because, you know, I, I hate that. And so it bothered me that I did it. And I feel like I got caught up in the moment. And and I I, I I went too far. So I, I've been thinking about that for a while. So let's hear your apology to Shaq. And so I, I'm not apologizing to Shaq or to you, and I still think you're both wrong. But I feel like <laughs> I could have uh, expressed my side and appreciated yours a little bit better in that particular instance. So are you saying I'm sorry? No, but I'm saying— What, what, what are you saying, I'm then? saying last night was a perfect example of what I was talking about, that maybe he doesn't take a zillion shots— but he's still playing on that superstar level. And here's what I'm going to add to it with what I like about Donovan Mitchell. Gordon, you and I are both admit- uh, admittedly a little skeptical. We are, mm-hmm. right? I am not apologizing. Why, why, why would you bring it up? Why wouldn't you apologize? Because I'm not Just wrong. Say it. I, I, I apologize I know, for the way I handled it. I apologize for, okay, say, for being say, that, say uh, aggressive. I'm sorry. Uh, Gordon, Go ahead. You if, can say it. If your feelings were hurt, I'm sorry. No, no, no. no don't, don't qualify it. Just say, I am sorry. Uh, Gordon, uh, I apologize that... I didn't handle it better. I'm sorry! But I'm not sorry about the opinion, because I'm still right. And here's the point. So Donovan Mitchell says he's a team guy. He's out there just to get wins. Now, how many times in your illustrious career have you heard that sort of thing out of an athlete? Uh, A lot. Thousands? Yeah. And how often is that actually true? Uh, You want my skeptical side coming out here? Yeah, that's what I'm looking for. Uh, Some of the time. Most of the time, <laughs> no, you, because because we like we live in the hundred acre wood where we like to believe that these players aren't stat hungry and that they have the best uh, uh, of the team at heart and they're willing to make sacrifices and all these things that we like to believe because it makes us feel good. Mm-hmm. And it's rarely true because these guys are trying to make a living like anybody else. I mean, they're money motivated, and how do you get paid by having stats? And so it's it's often a, of conflicting interest. So when I hear, well, I'm just here to help the team win games, usually I roll my eyes and think, no, not really. But, you know, thanks for saying that. That's, that's nice to hear. It makes us all feel good. But in the case of Donovan Mitchell, mm-hmm. I truly believe 
that he means that when he says it. And I thought last night's game was an exact example of that because he was 7 for 18. He said after the game in previous years, he would have been 7 of 25 on a night like that. But he figured out a way to affect the game differently. And I get to the, the a play that was unsuccessful down the stretch where Donovan Mitchell beat his guy and hit Royce O'Neal in the corner for a wide-open three that would have absolutely iced the game. And Royce missed it. He did. He missed it. Mm-hmm. It was There was not anybody in the same county as Royce. I mean, it was a beautiful shot for a teammate that's shooting over 40% from three that he has confidence in that's going to make that shot. And we talked last year about how, and this my opinion last year was, Donovan needs to go one on three because the rest of these guys aren't helping yes. him anyway. So he needs to go one on three. That's not the case anymore. And Donovan made the right read. How many times have we talked about him needing to make the right read? He makes the right read, has confidence in his teammate, could have iced the game right there. It didn't go his way, but he didn't make the selfish play. And, I, and that's such a superstar. I, that's, that's wanting to win. It is. That's it not is. thinking of yourself. That's thinking of your team. That's putting your money where your mouth is. However, you take a poll of Jazz fans, which would you rather have? Donovan Mitchell take a contested shot or have Royce O'Neal take an open shot in that situation. And I know that Royce is statistically doing really well from the three-point line. But how do you think they would vote on that? Because situations are important and timing of something like that. That was a critical possession. If the Jazz score on that possession, they win the game. Boom. Game over. So which do you think they would prefer to have, Royce O'Neal with an open shot or Donovan Mitchell with a contested shot? This year, in the case of last night's game, give me Royce from the corner every time. Every time. Every time, he's, really? He's, he's shooting over 40% yeah, yeah, but, three. But, he's your, but Donovan's your closer. He is. And this was a better shot, more high percentage, and Donovan saw it. The offense worked. The offense worked and got the shot that they want, and he, he just missed it. He didn't miss it badly. I'm, I'm not arguing your point. But I am bringing up another aspect to the whole thing, that just because if he had taken that shot, Jake, it wouldn't have necessarily meant he was being a selfish player. I agree. I, I agree with that. Because sometimes a, a star player has to be a star. I, and I, we've seen that from Donovan at times. But, but he, even LeBron, uh, someone who, I mean, the best basketball player on the planet for what, the past decade? Uh, even he has done those sorts of things. Remember, he used to be criticized for it. Don, uh, I mean, LeBron, you should take that last shot. Not, not give it up. I, and, and he would give it up at times. And Donovan did the same thing. I rarely agree with that criticism, by the way. Just just saying. I re- like, I remember when, when uh, LeBron passed Udonis Haslam when he was with the Heat here playing against the Jazz, and Udonis missed a, just an elbow jumper that he probably makes eight out of ten times. It was the right play, 100%. Even, even, the, even the greatest ever, Michael Jordan did it with Steve Kerr. And B.J. Armstrong. And, and uh, uh, who was the other one? Paxton. Yeah, maybe it was Paxton and not B.J. I think you're right. Yeah. But, uh, anyway. but yeah, he has famous passes in clutch moments, yeah. and he didn't take... Or he didn't make every clutch shot he took either. Neither did Kobe. Neither did Kobe Bryant. So i I think we're seeing I think we're seeing Donovan's growth, and I think he legit just wants to win, and he's helping his team do that. And, and it might have something to do with the fact that even though he brought up last year, he if he he would have gone seven and twenty five, whatever, he knew he wasn't really feeling it. Although he did hit that nice mid range shot that was important for the Jazz cause. 
But, uh, you know, maybe uh, if he had felt like, man, I can't miss, maybe he would have uh, done something himself. But in that circumstance, whatever the reason was, he had a reason for it. And he did it. And even though he didn't, uh, Royce O'Neal did not make that shot, uh, you can't argue with his thought process. But there was a fast break last night where Donovan could have taken it to the basket and instead got a transition three for George Niang, which he knocked down. I mean, George. He's, Donovan's doing all these little things. And the assist is not necessarily an unselfish stat anymore. It's just not. Just because Luka Doncic gets 10 assists doesn't mean he had an unselfish game. James Harden the same way. Donovan makes a lot of passes where because he beats his guy or because he handles the pick and roll correctly, that he's getting an open shot for a guy three passes later. And that's extremely unselfish basketball because he's not getting any sort of stat for that. But it was his initial decision and play that opened up a swing-swing pass for George Niang in the corner. I mean, he's doing these little things that are unselfish and superstar level, in my opinion. And you know he's who's learned. Re- who is really good at that, and I brought him up before, but Jeff Hornacek did that a lot. He would make the pass before the pass that ended up being the assist uh, for a basket. James Harden isn't doing that. If James Harden passes you the ball, you better make that shot because he <laughs> wants that assist. Oh, it's true. Brother. It's true. So, anyway, I, I, I think last night was an exa- excellent example of actually how good Donovan is. Uh, and I wanted to take a look at it because it wasn't necessarily the night where he scored 35 points. And he was still awesome. We can also get into well, – let's tear this game apart last night some more. Well, should we congratulate uh, Boyan Bogdanovich on, on quite a feat? Something that hasn't happened in 20 years? <laughs> 35 points, no assists, no rebounds. Why are you blowing through the tees? <laughs> what are you doing? Austin! Everybody already knows this! Austin. You knew he was going to do that. What just happened? <laughs> that This is Gordon's specialty. I don't know no, what we're going to do, do next. I don't do that often anymore. But wow. I, I, I just everyone wow. Everyone knows. Everyone knows that already, don't they? Well, what do you want to tease next, Gordon? What, what do you, you, you want? All kinds of good stuff. Want to get into? <laughs> well, that'll keep them. What uh, uh, what uh, shoes JJ Redick was wearing last night? I mean, <laughs> Bogdanovich did have himself a game, and we need to get into that. I guess. <laughs> I apologize. I think See, he pretty much uh, summed CJ, it up. I'm sorry. I think he got. To I'm it, sorry. So. I blew through your tease. All right. I'm sorry. I'm not afraid to say it. Real men can say I'm sorry. I'm sorry for. <laughs> Love means never having to say you're sorry. Is that the dumbest line in movie history? I like it that I express a little regret and you do nothing but rake me over the coals about some apology part of it. I thought it was. I thought it was quite heartfelt. I I think about the way that we interact, Gordon, and I process it and I try to improve. Ah. Noble. That's very good of you. You know, I and I think that coming up next, we should talk about something Boyan Bogdanovich did last night that hasn't happened in two decades. <laughs> Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. <laughs> Slow Mo Joe. The Joe Ingles Show with DJ and PK. PK. 
We've heard you wanted to have a special guest on. So tell us about your guest. An Iowa State alumni. He was a little overweight for a little while there, but he's dominating life now. George's Neal. Who was the one who made the three-pointer that set the record for most threes in a game for the franchise? Not Joe Ingles. I know that. <laughs> who made all the threes to even give him a chance to make the three to set the record? Let me have my moment, man. Yeah, really, Joe, you ball hog. Now you got to be an attention hog, too? Jeez. He can have it. Hopefully the jazz keep him around for a long time, and I can pass my showdown to him. Hey, we're on to something here. Oh, yeah. Catch jazz man Joe Ingles with DJ and PK every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's a Total Request Tuesday. Give us your songs about telling someone you're sorry, even though I'm not sorry and don't know why that would be a theme. It's brought to you by Live Nation Concerts. Buy concert tickets and get the latest tour news and artists inside of LiveNation.com. If you want to recommend a tune for today, you can tweet at Austin Horton. You just can't help yourself, can you? You said... Say your sorry songs have to do with being sorry, even though I'm not sorry. Well, are you sorry or are you not? I'm sorry for the argument that I made. It okay, was not, then you it are was, sorry. It, I'm sorry for my behavior. All right. Yeah. I you know me. I don't like that. I don't like when somebody says, "Well, if you don't agree with me, then you're just a moron, or mm-hmm. you're not watching, or anything like that's dumb. Ain't no good guys. Ain't no bad guys. You know, that's all right. <laughs> but uh, but that's all. That's all. I still think uh, Donovan Mitchell is playing on a superstar level without having to take 25 shots a game like Gordon has advocated for multiple times. More than James Harden. Not all the time. Happened. Not when he's not feeling it. See, I think like a game last night, 7 for 18. Help your team with some timely shots. Make some plays. I mean, that's awesome. Play some defense. Which the Jazz didn't do much they of last night. They did not play defense Granted. last night. That was an absolute... For, for anybody who is really into defensive basketball, that was an abomination last night. Okay, so I, you want to you want to put together, you know, draw some lines here for a second. Did you, <laughs> did you hear Rudy Gobert's uh, uh, post-game comments? I heard some of them. Which one okay, are you referring just to, to? Just to read into this, he said that uh, the team was half the team was battling a cold. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he did. And they were playing. Where were they playing last night? <laughs> you think some of those guys were out, I don't know. Uh, out I don't, and about in the French know. Quarter? Well, we know they went to the football game, and I don't know. Uh, you know, I'm not. I'm just saying that coincidentally, Rudy's going. Man, everybody's not feeling so well. Got a little cold going around. Hmm. You know, you, this this uh, balmy southern weather during <laughs> during January has really gotten to the team. How do you think? How would you rate the Jazz defensively without Rudy Gobert? 
How would you rate their perimeter defense? Because it was bad last night. Like Quinn said, it was better in the second half than the first. But there were stretches where the Jazz couldn't stop anybody. Yeah, it's it's probably pretty average without Rudy. I mean, and even Rudy was getting beat last night. I mean, I think their only perimeter stopper is Royce O'Neal. I know you you disagree with me a little bit on that. And and true, Brandon Ingram had had a big game last night, and Royce spent some minutes certainly guarding him. But I think he's your best perimeter defensive player by far. Is it unfair to say that the Jazz don't have anyone who can cover Ingram? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean. I mean, maybe, maybe a lot of teams can't cover. He's averaging twenty five points a game. He is, but. and and he had a big game last night. And maybe there was some fatigue and some cold, that some illness that had to do with it. And you know, For some French quarteritis. Quinn Snyder said in the post game he felt you know that they were lagging a little bit. Third game on a three game road trip. They've traveled a lot. Rudy even said that he complimented the team that uh, that they could win a game when they don't play very well. And by the way, the the Pelicans. The, here's all three teams that they played on this road trip, and here's, we've talked about this, why I think it's a good sign. All three, all three teams they played play hard. They, they play hard yeah. and are, are, for the most part, well-coached. I don't know, Chicago, Boylan, but they, they had a defensive scheme, which was very challenging. They're a good defensive club, but they, these teams play hard, so you Pelicans, can't just mail Pel- it in. The you Pelicans know? are going to be good. When they have their full complement of players, I think, and they grow – that that team has a chance to be good for a number of years. Here's the thing, though, with Zion. I think he's going to have to lose weight. Lock, Lock saw him working out last night before the game mm-hmm. and said he estimated his weight now right now at about 295, maybe even 300 pounds. Wow. And he's <clears> – <throat> listen, the human body is just not designed to be that size. It's just not. <laughs> and so if if you're moving like he does I, – I brought this example up with Ben last night on the show – if uh, you remember the sneaker incident while he was at Duke, yes. I mean, if what he does is that hard in that sneaker, think of what he's doing to his joints. Well, it depends on how his joints are constructed. I but, mean, I'm not an orthopedic surgeon over here, but some people have more trouble with that than others. I mean, Yao and Ming. It's not based solely upon weight. Right, but a lot. Of, I mean, Yao Ming had foot issues. I mean, not a surprise. The human body's just not designed to be that big. Even though he was genetically designed for, for that. Even though he himself was gen- genetically designed for that, yes. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That was something they overlooked, the foot bone, which is, go ahead. Foot bone? Connected to the, 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 bit, the, ankle you, the bone. bit you do. Yeah, yeah, and the ankle bone's connected to the leg bone. Hey, all right. Just thought I haven't we, heard that in a I, long time. Have we? Uh, could we hear that? No, I wonder if no that's, that's not <laughs> I hope he's able to stay healthy. That's yes. that's the point. I yeah. I really do because yeah, you're you're not supposed to move like that when you're that big, and you know he's been injured, so bound to pack on a couple of pounds. But he's gonna. I think he's gonna have to lose some weight. Jake, one thing I wanted to get to is what I wrote about, uh, and uh, it's it's interesting that the Jazz now have the capability of when they're at the offensive end. Uh, in fact, I'll tease it. Oh, so now now instead of running through teases, you're going to go ahead and set up something yourself? I like it. I like it. We'll talk about Gordon's column coming up well, next. Well, that's not – I mean – Did you see Gordon's column? We talked about a... – oh, I won't run through the tease. I'll be a good teammate. It's, it, 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 the column isn't, isn't a strong tease. What is a strong tease is the Jazz have developed something offensively that is different than what most teams are capable of doing. We'll talk about that coming up next. Keep your big mouth shut. Your column.
We'll get to we'll get to Gordon's column. <laughs> you, had to, you had to have the last say, didn't you? Sorry. 975 and twelve eighty the zone. See, I apologize. This is Tony Parks and Austin Horton. Sarah Todd from the Deseret News joins us. What have you noticed about the team's fan base since you've started covering the Utah Jazz? It's funny because when I first announced that I was taking the job, a lot of the fans were like, oh, we're really crazy and, you know, we can be a little protective. And a lot of people use the word whiny and... I think maybe the fans are just more aware of their own reputation than they actually come off because so far everyone's been really great. <laughs> and they've got a lot of good perspective and they've been really kind to me and I don't think that they've been whiny or overprotective and jazz fans have been great so far. Tony Parks and Austin Horton, weekdays from 10 to noon on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. to JR. We want a little share. Don't hear that often. Uh, want to remind you about our friends at Zero Res. Start your new uh, year off fresh and clean with call the Zero Res Carpet Cleaning. Get three rooms car- carpet clean for $89.95. Schedule with Zero Res today online. ZeroResSaltLake.com Alright, let's talk about uh, a, uh, you know, a piece in today's Salt Lake Tribune. I think that's enough. Are you going to apologize? To JR? To Gordon. No, I'm not going to apologize to Gordon. I could jam out to a little share. <laughs> really? <laughs> some guy wrote something in the trip today. Some guy. Some, some, some bro. Co-worker. <laughs> some co-worker. No, you had a column today. Let's talk about it. Did, uh, talking about the Jazz's efficiency at the offensive end, they now have two ways of doing their business, and obviously there are many subsets within those two, but they can run the blender, they can pass the ball, they can do everything that we talk about so often, but they also now have two playmakers who can take over games, especially in the last, say, five minutes, maybe last quarter of a game, and uh, do damage that way. And that has been an efficient way for teams to go about winning, especially in playoff formats, for a long, long time. And the Jazz have both options now. And as recently as last year, they didn't have that. And as recently as earlier this season, they didn't have that. Now they do. They can give the ball to, to Donovan Mitchell or, in some cases, Boyan Bogdanovich and let those guys go to work. Now... Sometimes that is what you want. Sometimes, as you articulated in the last segment, that it's, it's uh, beneficial for that player to pass the ball off. But that's all a part of letting that playmaker make a play. And so they can do both now. And that, that is, that's really, really significant, in my opinion. It is because you don't have to, <clears throat> excuse me, you don't have to always manufacture offense. And you can still manufacture offense. I mean, Quinn's offense is still getting unbelievable shots. I yeah. mean, that's why they're leading the league in, in three-pointers. So, yeah, they're shooting over 39%. Yeah, don't get away from what you do. But, you know, it, it, when somebody shuts down Mike Leach's offense, they're losing. 
<laughs> and in the past, when people have, have shut down Quinn Snyder's offense, all uh, the Rockets in the in the playoffs, it was all on Donovan. They're and they're likely going to lose. Now, when the the blender isn't working, or or the the they're sagging the big, or, or whatever, you can give it to Boyan Bogdanovich. And he's going to get the mismatch because they'll set the right pick and they'll get the mismatch they want. And then he's going to back Lonzo Ball, in last night's case, down, and he's going to get you an easy bucket. I mean, it's pretty amazing. And that's just one example of what you're talking about. But, yes, I I totally agree with the premise. So now Donovan has help in the form of uh, Bogdanovich. And sometimes Bogdanovich makes plays that, that don't look that good. But Quinn was talking about it after the game last night that he, he, he first of all, he hit some outside shots. And so that set up his ability to drive to the basket, to make shots around the rim and to be effective in that in that regard. There were times they were just giving him the ball and saying, OK, bogey, yeah. go do your work. And the Jazz really haven't been able to do that in the past. But think about the great teams through the years. Even, even you know, pick any great team, and chances are you can think of a player on that team who is capable of doing that, or a couple of players who could do it. Now the Jazz have two, and they have the benefit of, of turning that blender on and then allowing uh, the open shooter to go ahead and take the shot. And when you have four or five guys who are shooting 40-plus percent from beyond the arc, now you got something good going. Bogdanovich now has seven games where he scored thirty plus points in his uh, in the rest of his career. He's only had four, so I think that that shows you how well, or at least how much he's enjoying playing in this and system. He, but he's really good. And he's he makes really good. mistakes. He, he commits turnovers sometimes. He makes dumb passes. That's one part of his game that needs to improve, in my opinion. Well, I think you'll take the good with the bad in this case. Yeah, uh, I would agree with that. Can but, I? Can I tell it's you? it's happening, and you yeah. teased this earlier that uh, Bogdanovich accomplished something last night that. Uh, it's most unusual. Yeah, he had uh, 35 points, uh, zero rebounds, zero assists, zero steals, and zero blocks. First person to do that since uh, 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 the year 2000, and Alan Houston accomplished <laughs> uh, accomplished that feat. Yeah, there was something funny in the in the press conference, and here's something I don't get sometimes about uh, about coaches. Quinn Snyder made kind of a. a a snide remark about uh, he was talking about Bogdanovich's game, and then he kind of went with like, "And you guys said he was struggling to shoot, like almost like I can't believe you'd say something like that." And did then, he say you guys said that, or did he say we talked about it earlier? He insinuated like, and you doubted that that kind of. Well, that was I mean, kind he of was the, in a shooting slump. Everybody well, that knows is, that. That's that's why I'm saying the first like the first sentence out of Donovan's mouth when he was uh, when talking about Bogdanovich was like, "Well, everybody knows he's been struggling." <laughs> <laughs> yes. I just thought I thought it was funny because Coach Schneider kind of bristled at the concept, like, you know. I didn't I didn't read that like he bristled. I read that that he was saying, Yeah, this is something that we had discussed earlier and now now he's uh, rebounding from that. Okay. Right. I don't know. Well maybe I'm, I'm interpreting it wrong. I, I don't know. Hmm. Okay. Well, well now you've thrown now now you've thrown me off. Did you hear it or read it? No, I, I heard it. Okay. Hmm. All right, we'll have more coming up next. 
Uh, it is the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Listen this Wednesday for your chance to win Jazz Kings tickets on January the 18th. Purchase a Ford Fan Zone all-you-can-eat ticket to an upcoming game. Receive unlimited hot dogs, nachos, popcorn, ice cream, and soda. Visit the Ford Fan Zone on Level 6 for free Ford swag, Jazz tickets, movie passes, and much, much more. What, do you want an apology? You looked at me like you were like I hurt your feelings or something. Right. I, 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 do you want me to say I'm sorry? Because I, I can say I'm sorry. No. You can't. No, but I can. You don't need to apologize to me. I'm not that. I'm not that insecure. <laughs> Why won't you say I'm sorry? Then? I don't know. What are you talking about? Can we get him to say I'm sorry? Probably not. We'll have more coming up next. Stay Just tuned. Say it. Just say He's it. not man enough. Ninety-seven five and twelve eighty the zone. <laughs> This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. Sean Devaney, NBA writer. What are the chances of the Utah Jazz getting one all-star bid? And what are the possibilities of them maybe even getting two? I think they've got a pretty good argument to get two. You know, obviously the West is much more crowded than what you're going to see in the East. But certainly Donovan Mitchell, I think you've got to find a spot for him. As many good backcourt players as there are in the NBA in the Western Conference, I think that his numbers and the Jazz overall performance, you know, they justify him being on there. Whether they get a second one, that can depend more on how the coaches see things, but I think that the better the Jazz play, and the more they slide up in the standings, the more likelihood that you're going to have probably Gobert be the guy who uh, gets that second nod, uh, and I think he's got a pretty good case for it. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to 3. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.